Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's exactly what Jesus said in John 10.10. And today we continue in a series called The Doorway, and that doorway is called prayer. As we're called to pray without ceasing and spend time alone with God. The message today is called Alone with Him. If you have a Bible nearby, Pastor Sean is starting off in Matthew chapter 6, and this is Real Life Radio. Now, we're going to continue in something that we started last week. We began just a conversation about prayer. And you remember, we talked about the two feedings, feeding the 5,000, where they started with five loaves, ended up with 12 baskets of leftover, feeding a 4,000, which was shortly after, because they didn't get it the first time. They started with seven loaves and had seven baskets left over. And Jesus says to his disciples, don't you understand what I'm trying to teach you here? And you can see them kind of going, no. I really think what the Lord wants to say, I think what the Lord is saying is the more I depend on what's in my hand, the less I'll receive of what's in his. The more I depend on the stuff, I have my resources, my abilities, my connections, my opportunities, my natural strength. The more I depend on that, the less I am open less I'm able to receive what's in his hands. And what is in his hands we saw last week is God wants to do the supernatural. And that's one of those things. we got to decide whether we believe or not. Because it creates two emotions in people. We talked about this, right? For some, and I think at some times in us, it creates a level of excitement. Man, that makes sense. I read the New Testament. I hear what God did. I believe that. And I believe God wants to do things that are beyond what we can do. And that creates excitement in some people. But it also can create a bit of anxiety, a little bit of stress, because it's like, I can't control that. And we like to control. Any control freaks in the room? Don't. Raise your hand. Don't do that. Your secret's safe with me. Sometimes we get afraid, oh, supernatural, oh, that's going to be weird. What are we, we going to be handling snakes? And now, is that where we're going now? It, by the way, if you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you know that I actually got into some of that this week, praise the Lord. Had a big rattlesnake, four-foot rattlesnake, big rattlesnake, four-foot, okay? Rattlesnake underneath a deal right where I was working, doing lawn work. I look, I'd been working there for a while, all day. I'd been putting gas cans, been putting stuff down. There's this rattlesnake sitting there, asleep with its coils, and I'm like, dude, not in my house. So what would any, you know, self-respecting Texas man do? I snap a picture of it. I send it to Willie Mayfield. <laughs> this actually is how it happened. <laughs> this is a rattlesnake, isn't it? Because I never, like, come across what my neighbors have, people around me have. I snap, this is a rattlesnake, isn't it? He's like, yes, it is. Do you want me to come over? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and I got some spiders I need you to kill while you're at it. No, I don't want you to come over. We will get this thing. So I, this is all true. I'm wearing, my, I'm wearing Birkenstocks, okay? I have my work Birks for lawn care and things around the house, and then I have my everyday Birks for, you know, business and professional wear. Um, <clears throat> and again, that's absolutely true. That's why people are so freaked out about the tucked-in shirt. 
So I go in and I put cowboy boots on. So I'm, you know, in the shorts and the cowboy boots. I look like a true neck. I grab my gun. It's like, well, who let you have that? I grab my son, Ryan. So now the musicians are on the job. And we're both out there in the boots and the shorts. It was, you would have loved it. And he gets that thing out that thing starts flying through my barn. I'm not wanting to hit gas cans, so I'm being real careful. I take one shot. He gets outside, and then outside. I sent that snake to see Jesus. <laughs> hey, I got cats. I got dogs. I got a grandchild. I'm not leaving a rattler. So thank the Lord we were delivered from the evil rattler. And then I put it on Facebook, and of course, all the bubbas in our congregation, God bless every one of you, start going, that's good eating. That, you you got you to cook that up. That's good eating. You're not going to waste good meat that the Lord gave, are you, p- preacher? I got recommendations on how to make a belt, how to make a hat. So, yeah. So I had my full, my share of snake handling this week, okay? So <clears throat> we're not going there. When I say supernatural, I'm not talking about weird what I'm, but I, what I am talking about is beyond what we can define, beyond what we can do, beyond sometimes we can even comprehend. And understand, the God of the universe, the creator of all things, if we somehow can always explain and define and comprehend what he's doing, that's not very godlike, is it? We should expect to have some things happen that are outside of our control. Expect to have some things that are bigger than us. We should expect God to do things that we can't do because he's God. And that's what he does. He wants to do the supernatural. And the question is, will we let him? Or will we try to put him in a box? And as we said last week, if we can try to put God in a box, God won't be put in a box. What ends up happening is we end up being in a box. The last thing we saw, and it really is a springboard into the next number of weeks of conversations that we're having, is that prayer is the doorway to the supernatural. In fact, we took that phrase, and that's the name of this series, The Doorway. Prayer is the doorway to the supernatural. It is how we engage. It is how we take and we move from this natural realm of ours, which is real, it's authentic. I'm not saying it's not important, but there is a way for us to access and engage with the supernatural. And that is through the power of prayer that God has given every one of us, one of the greatest gifts that he's ever given. And one of the things, as I shared with you on the study break I was away on, the Lord really spoke to my heart, this idea that prayerlessness always leads to powerlessness, which always leads to unbelief. Let me say that again, because you can go, well, yeah, that makes sense. And, And for me, when the Lord first started talking to me about it, it was like, okay, God, I get that. But then when I don't, the implications of that dawned on me, it kind of snapped me to attention. Prayerlessness leads to powerlessness, which always leads to unbelief. Stop and think about the biggest problem that the church faces here in the 21st century. It's unbelief. We try to engage with the culture around us, and the simple fact is they just don't believe. I can say it till I'm blue in the face, but God says, and God says, I don't believe in your God. But the Bible says, I don't believe. And I wish I could say the unbelief problem was only out there. Folks, way too many people in the church just flat out don't believe. They just don't believe. And in the absence of the power of God, why should they believe? In the absence of the tangible, palpable presence and power of God, why should they believe? But what I want to say is, 
prayerlessness leads to powerlessness, which leads to unbelief. But the converse, the other side of that is when we begin to pray, we enter into the supernatural and the power of God begins to be released. And I'm telling you, that doesn't mean everybody's going to become a believer, but you can't deny when you're in the presence of the power of God. That doesn't mean everybody's going to receive it. But the power of God, whether it be transforming a person's life, whether it be manifest in the things that the scripture says we should experience, whether it's just simply in the the sense of what he's doing that we carry with us wherever we go, the power of God is one of those things that is tangible, it is visible. Prayerlessness leads to powerlessness, which leads to unbelief. So this whole thing on this sense of prayer God's been talking to me about, and and I, I told you during the study break, one of the things I did is I went to Ireland and spent some time with some leaders there, and then was, the agenda was just to spend some time alone in prayer. I had family there. I was going to stay with them. They had their things to do during the day, and I was just going to go different places, these beautiful settings, and just seek God. It's an awesome, awesome time. And while I was there, what was funny is they had cool and rainy weather, and the people were all apologizing to me. They're all apologizing for the cool and rainy weather. I'm like, I'm from Texas. We never apologize for rain. We don't complain about rain, okay? That's not how we roll. Because like, we don't get to see enough of it. And they're, oh, yeah, I know, but this cool weather. I'm going back to Texas. The cool weather is like a little Christmas present in June or July, okay? You need to understand, I love what's going on here. And it's amazing. I told them this rain, it's like, it's, it's unbelievable. Everything in Ireland is green, and it's a kind of green that we can't even relate to. You know, we, I got back to San Antonio, I'm flying in, and it, we had had a couple of nice rains. It was pretty green, and I'm like, oh, it looks like Ireland. Then I left. No, it doesn't. For us, our best day of green is, it's more greenish. It's a hue, really, more than, like, Ireland's like, wow, this green. And for us, it's kind of, eh, it's khaki, kind of, you know. There, you could take a cup and throw it out the window, a paper cup, and in the morning, it's going to be growing grass on the thing. I mean, that's just, that's just how it works. And it's funny, that whole idea, because, you know, if you're here in Texas, you're like trying to grow things, you're trying to, I'm, I'm trying to grow a lawn. I live just north of Garden Ridge, the edge of the hill country there. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm getting an okay lawn. It's, it's starting to look lawnish, you know, but it's hard work. But I will tell you, give us a few weeks of solid good rain. It's amazing how fat that thing gets, how much it grows. I planted some small trees a number of years ago, and I just, I can, I'm watering, I can water all the time, but when it rains, it like changes everything. It's like those things just kind of start growing in a totally different way. There's nothing like it. And I remember one time I was just messing in the yard, working with those trees, I'm just like, the rain is unbelievable. And the Lord kind of whispered to my spirit, you know my presence is just like the rain, right? My presence, says the Lord, is like the rain for your spirit. You know how much easier it is to see growth in life when, when there's rain. He says, when, when my presence is there, growth, life, peace, healing, strength, vision, it all just kind of flows. Doesn't mean everything's easy, but it all grows. That's what my presence is like, and that's what he wants us to understand in this conversation about prayer. We want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in the series called The Doorway. And if you'd like to hear the full unedited message or even watch Pastor Sean in action, it's available right now on demand 
on the sermon page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you think you'd like to visit River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. Welcome back as we return to this message called Alone With Him. This is Real Life Radio. Now, there's two types of prayer that the Bible talks about. I mean, there's a number of different types, but two kind of broad categories. The first is what I'll call the pray without ceasing or the pray continually. Both Ephesians and Thessalonians say that specific phrase, pray without ceasing or pray continually. Okay, it's an ongoing conversation with God because we recognize His Spirit dwells in us, so we are with Him all the time. We could talk to God all the time. This is the kind of prayer I'm a little better at. I'll let you know I'm better at this kind than the other kind. Been walking with the Lord, it's not a super challenge to where I'm going and something happens for me to go, Lord, what's going on? What, what, do, you, what do you want me to see here? Lord, what, what do you want to do? You know? Someone cuts me off in traffic. Lord, smite them. You know? I mean, bless them. No, but seriously, if, you, if I get past the Lord, smite them, and I actually, some, someone does something that wrongs me, and I start to feel that anger come up, if I'll stop and just start, Lord, I just pray that you bless them. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know what kind of stress they've got, but I just pray that you bless them. It's amazing how all of a sudden peace comes. That, that idea of being able to commune with him every single day. And that kind of works because I like to move. I'm, I'm moving a lot. But there's another kind of prayer. And that's what we're going to look at. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Beginning at verse 5, Jesus is talking about prayer. And here's a few verses on, on a particular type of prayer. He says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Another translation, your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you openly. He says, don't pray like the hypocrites. They love to pray on street corners and in the synagogues. And For us, that's kind of hard to relate to because we're not a religious society. You pray on the street corners, people are looking at you like, what's wrong with you? Okay? That wasn't the way it was in Jesus' society that he was living in. It was a religious society. It had actually been fashioned and formed to be a theocracy. The religious leaders were kind of at the top of the heap. Under the Roman Empire, the religious leaders were the top. And so that gained them respect, admiration, status. So in the synagogues, they would love to be seen and recognized as praying. And at the appropriate times of day, they would stop on the street corner and just begin to pray in their robes and their religious garments. And people would be like, wow, look at that. That's a religious guy. He must be a leader. And Jesus says they're not really praying. He says they're actually engaged in a transaction. They are trying to buy the accolades and admiration of other people. And he says, and they got their reward. 
Transaction's done. Father owes them nothing. They wanted accolades and admiration. That's what they got. He says, but you don't do that. He says, you, when you pray, go into your inner room. The King James said closet. That's where we get the phrase, the prayer closet, right? Went to a buddy of mine's house a while back, and this guy's pretty funny. Uh, but he's also like super radical and intense. And so he takes me through his house, through the bedroom, into this big walk-in closet. And there he's got a little chair, a little table, his little kind of devotional materials. He says, look, Jesus said pray in the closet. I'm not playing. I'm like, God bless you. Good for you. That's not really what the translation says, but if the closet's the best place for you, man, then go. I don't care. This, the translation is really the inner room. And in a, a first century Middle Eastern home, there would have been open patios. The outer rooms would have been open just for ventilation. But then for privacy, there would have been inner rooms, bedrooms, quiet places. Jesus says, go there where it's quiet, where you won't be noticed, where you're not tempted to have all the other stuff going around. That's where you need to go. Where's your quiet place, your alone place? And so I would ask you that question. As contemporary followers of Jesus, where's your quiet place? Where's that place where you get alone? Mine, I've got like a chair in my living room, a place where there's a lamp, I've got a little bookshelf there, and that's just a place. There's nothing magical about that place. It's just a place that I go. Yours could be, it could be on the back patio. Might have a nice chair and under, underneath a covering. Maybe you got a chair in your bedroom. I don't know. But you should know, there should be a place where we go, we go to meet with God. And I'll, I will tell you, this is that place where we go to do what Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. And this is a challenge for me because I got the whole ADD thing going. I like to be moving. I have to discipline myself to sit down and just be quiet with God. But what Jesus is saying, and this is, listen to what he says. He says, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Some gifts can only be found alone with God in prayer. That's really what I felt like the Lord saying. Some gifts can only be found alone with God in prayer. He, he challenged me, as I told you when I was in Ireland, on this idea of if I don't understand all that's available in prayer, I'm leaving money on the table. Spiritually speaking, I'm leaving money on the table. You know that idea of, hey, there's, there's gain that could be had. There's opportunities that you're missing. There's blessing that's supposed to be yours, but you're not getting. You're leaving money on the table. And he really nudged me and said, Azaro, if you don't understand the deeper possibilities of prayer, you're spiritually in the area of your eternal being and your relationships, your, your fruitfulness and effectiveness in life. He says, you're leaving money on the table. Some gifts can only be found alone with God in prayer. Well, why is alone and the quiet place so important? Well, one, it's quiet. I can hear him. There are no competing voices. I've always got the voices going on in my head. Don't you, don't you hear the voices? I hear them right now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the distractions. I'm talking about the competing voices, the voice of my own ambition, the voice of expectations, family expectations, society's expectations. There's all these voices saying, you should do this. You should be about this. You should value this. And in that quiet place, those can be shut down, and I can hear the voice of Jesus. I've got some great study resources on my iPad that I absolutely love. The, the apps have gotten fantastic as far as really serious study aids, and I love using it. Uh, let me just say, you're going to do that, especially if you've got ADD like me, you better put that thing on airplane mode. 
because people are going to text, emails are going to come in, little red badges are going to pop up, and you can't ignore those badges. That would be immoral. When that red badge comes up, I have to take care of it. You go, you go start doing some sort of search. You Real quickly, I'm just going to go Google. I'm going to search for history's sake. And then before you know it, I'm checking cricket scores in, like, you know, Eastern Europe. What the hell? Why am I doing this? How did I get here? Yeah, there's a lot of distractions. And that quiet place is the place to shut those out. There's no posturing or pretending. Jesus talked about standing in the synagogue to be noticed. It, there's none of that in the quiet place alone with him. It's just me and him. And I can't fake him out. Here, let me just tell you, the whole omniscience and omnipresence thing means you can't trick God. You can't pretend he knows you, knows you the good, the bad, the ugly, knows it all. And he still desperately loves you and wants to spend time with you. So I can just be myself. It's honest, it's raw, it's real. There's no hiding, no sense in hiding. He's God. Also, God can speak to me specifically in those alone times. It's great to get a word for us. A word for us is awesome. But sometimes God wants to speak a word for you or a word for me, specifically. He wants to speak to you about that career change you're considering, that relocation, that thing with your kid's school, that business decision. He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you about your character, your marriage, how you're doing, and the way you're treating your spouse. And he can speak to you in that alone place. Some gifts can only be found alone with God in prayer. Now, let's look specifically at what gifts. Jesus used the word reward. Father will reward. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, I think, gives us an indication of when we come to him, alone with him, some of the rewards or the gifts that he gives. I love this passage. This passage is so peaceful. It's almost like I have to... I just want to breathe this passage out because of what Jesus is promising. Listen to this word. Just close your eyes for a minute and just hear it from Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The first thing I think we find is, alone with him I find rest. And that's a good thing, because that is a something that the more I talk to people, the more I engage people, is in short supply. This idea of rest. True rest. And you know, one of the ways that is so telling is you ask someone, how you doing? Or how's it going? How you been? Oh, busy. It's like, well, why are you out of breath? We've been sitting down here for 10 minutes. But all of a sudden, you sound like you just ran up a flight of stairs. How's it going? Oh, I'm so busy. You know, and I'm obviously making fun, but the fact is, I think something in us, actually, when we start thinking about how have I been, oh my gosh, this, this, and I got this, all the stuff starts weighing in, and the pace, and the world's demands, and the stuff that we're chasing, and I think in our spirits, we actually do get out of breath, and we're just expressing what we're feeling. Oh, busy. I think rest is in short supply, and I think when we're alone in his presence, there's something that happens we experience a calm that comes from his love, his peace, his assurance that it really is. It's like a recalibration takes place. The world tells me, I got to do this. I got to achieve this. I got to have this. And Jesus says, really, why? And he stops and he just speaks calm and peace. It's like a reprogramming. 
The world says, no, no, here are the hoops you've got to jump through. Here's who's in charge. And you want to climb this ladder? And Jesus says, no, 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 remember. Um, remember who's God and who's not. And it really will wake you up a little bit. When you're in the presence of the Lord, everything seems to kind of get back. It recalibrates and the priorities start to make sense. Oh, wait a minute. My boss isn't God. Some of you are like, oh, good, my boss needs to hear that. Say that again next week. I'm going to bring him. Can we get that on recording and so I can just play? You know, my pastor says you're not God. It's not me. It's the pastor. Your boss isn't God. Your company isn't God. The government isn't God. That person who is causing you so much hassle is not God. God is God. And it's like when you recognize he's not panicked. He's not freaked out about the financial situation or the work thing or the family thing or the schedule. He's not freaked out about that at all. He's like, I'm God and I've got this. Come to me and I'll give you rest. Thank you, Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called The Doorway. And if you'd like to hear this full unedited message all over again and this series, it's available right now as a free download. You can even see the video podcast at the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to come visit River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road, right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times again at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262, as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.